0: Me your secrets, show me your nightmares, All cats are gray in the dark dear whether or not you dare. Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Welcome to (laughs) the Bienvenue. (laughs) Something like that. It's a new episode of All Cats Grey in the Dark. We never say that anymore.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: It's like we figure if you're listening, you probably already know the name of it anyway. But welcome. Our listeners are smart. They're not dumbasses. Most of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are, of course. Oh, well, we yeah. wouldn't be talking about you. Okay. Not you. The yeah. other ones. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> this episode... I think we named it like la- we named it the Devil's Reign last time.
1: When, this this
0: is a re-record. We already recorded this episode and then lost it to a f- error on my computer. So and I had already edited. I was so angry and yeah. But we're gonna re-record it and hope you guys enjoy it or don't. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. This is more of a paranormal. It's episode. a weird one, but it's way like way better than, than the other last episode. Yeah. No no
1: pedophiles. Except no, that
0: we're actually ones. we recorded them in reverse order, so this one's actually coming out before that. So next episode is really fucking dark, just so you guys know. It's about pedophiles. So I guess listen to it at your own discretion. It's really terrible. <laughs> The information is interesting. It's just really freaking dark. So I'm gonna go ahead and trigger warning you on the next episode. It's it's a subject that will infuriate you. Yes, yes. People that are already out of prison, even despite <laughs> raping babies and stuff. You're you're just not gonna be happy. I can tell you, I wasn't happy doing the research. Anyway, let's kick this one off before we go dark again. February 24th, 1983. That's close to your birthday. It is. Um, Stroudsburg, PA. And something's wrong with your dogs. She's dreaming. Anyway, Don Decker's grandfather, James Keyshaw, had just passed away. The grandfather allegedly had been physically abusive towards Don throughout his childhood. Don had been in jail for receiving stolen property and granted leave for the funeral and a few days to spend with family. After the funeral, he stayed the night with friends of the family, the Kifers. Do you want to continue from there? I don't have the PDF oh, anymore. Okay. Don started to feel strange and fell into a trance-like state. The Kifers noticed water dripping from the ceiling and walls in the living room. They called the landlord as they assumed something was wrong with the pipe water pipes. The landlord stated that there were no pipes in the areas where the leaks were happening. He was perplexed. The leaks began to worsen and also started to come up from the floors as well. Unsure of what to do, the landlord called the police. Patrolman Richard Wolbert was the first officer on the scene. In just a few short minutes, he was drenched. Here's a quote from him. We were just standing inside the front door and met this droplet of water traveling horizontally. It passed between us and just traveled out into the next room. And then Officer John Bauhan was the next officer to arrive. Here's a quote from him. I literally had a chill going up my spine. Made the hair stand up on your neck. That's how I felt. This was a situation where things were happening that I never, ever dreamed could possibly happen, and there was no way of explaining what was going on. So, I guess I want to stop for a second because uh, water traveling horizontally makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no sense whatsoever, but... I mean, it, I've seen horizontal rain, sure, but that's only when there's like an wind, M3 tornado yeah, or the Yeah, when way. there's really yeah. high winds or something. But this is happening in a house. Can you even imagine? Inside the This house. whole thing sounds so fantastical right from the beginning, but then you have quotes from police officers that kind of legitimize that. And as you see further in, there's even going to be even more witnesses as we go further into this. Legitimate, like police officers. Yes. Police officers. And, um, it's just like how I'm usually one to quickly dismiss stuff. And uh, it's, the the fact that there are so many witnesses in this story make it so much more believable to me. I really do think, I don't know exactly what is the cause of this, but I feel like something really did happen. You know? I'm sure of it. Yeah. And I'm not even one, you know, I'm, everybody knows I'm a skeptic, but you cannot dismiss so many witnesses. If you have like one witness, okay, still a little sketchy. You know, you can convince one witness, but there's so many witnesses to this, you cannot dismiss it. Okay, I'm going to continue on. Um, The officers noticed that Don was in a trance-like state and decided to take him away from the home. They had the Kifers take him to a pizzeria not far away from their home. As soon as they left, the phenomena stopped. Upon Don's entrance to the pizzeria, water started falling from the ceiling and pooling on the floor. The owner saw the way Don was acting and assumed he was possessed and ran to get a crucifix. She placed it on his skin and it burned him. The Kifers and Don left and returned home. Of course, the rain in the pizzeria stopped immediately. So it follows him. It's Mm -hmm. not a residual haunting. It's not a histrionic haunting. I I think he's somehow causing it with his mind, the distress due to his grandfather's death or something like that. I really don't think he's possessed per se, but I really, I think he might've been convinced that he was possessed though. And I think that can actually psychotic break. psychotic break to where it really did physically cause him pain when a crucifix was touched to him. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I do believe that that is possible because I mean, I myself have mental issues and, I worry myself sick sometimes, so I truly believe that that kind of thing can happen. So I think somehow this was, in my opinion, this was caused by him and him alone. I don't think it was the grandfather. I don't think it was a demon, most likely. And I just think it was him. It was caused by his distress in that moment. I agree. And and I don't think uh, really any other explanation doesn't cut it for me. You know, Um, let's take a quick break because this is going to be a real short episode anyway. So we don't have much left to to talk about, but we'll finish up the story right after these messages.
1: Go check out The Great Unsolved Podcast, available today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and more. That's The Great Unsolved, a podcast that covers unsolved murder and missing person cases because they believe reintroducing cases to the public is the way to get new leads. And currently, for the month of October, they're doing a 31 Days of Crime, where they release a new mini episode for a different unsolved case every day. Check out the hashtag, 3-1 days of crime. Otherwise, their regular schedule is Tuesdays and Thursdays at twelve PM Central Time to catch the live show. Archives available at your convenience, and you can also follow on Twitter for updates at Great Unsolved. They post daily, including crimes of history, updates on cases, and much more. Make sure you subscribe to be notified of future releases. That's the Great Unsolved Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Anchor, and many more podcast platforms. And make sure you follow on Twitter at Great Unsolved. The Great Unsolved Podcast. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.
0: And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Immediately upon his return, the rain started in the home again. Here come the rain (laughs) Also, pots and pans were rattling in the kitchen, so more activity was happening this time around. The landlord and his wife confronted Don as they felt he was somehow responsible, whether it be a practical joke or not. They were concerned with damage to their property, and rightly so. I mean, I'd be upset, too. Don started to levitate and then was slammed against the wall by an unseen force. And this had witnesses. Mm-hmm. The officers returned to the home shortly after with their police chief. The chief declared, "I guess from being in there five seconds, that plumbing was the issue, and no further investigation <laughs> was necessary." Goddamn, water doesn't make him levitate and throw against the wall. <laughs> fucking plum fucking plumbing. <laughs> anyway, I mean, like for real, this guy's. I okay, mean, mess- I have to say that's these- a, that's a dumbass chief. Okay, chief, Nor- normally, normally I would s- probably be on his side, but the fact that these other officers saw all this shit, and this guy just comes in for a short amount of time, and it's just like, nope. Plumbing this is not going to make you levitate and go up against a wall. Despite the fact that the chief said no further investigation. Of course. The three officers... Three of the officers stopped by the next day to follow up on the situation. Because they wanted to see that shit again. They're like, what the fuck happened? Cletus, Cletus, you got to come see this shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Get in the car. The activity in the home had seemingly settled down. One of them had a, held a go, golden cross to Don's skin, and he claimed it was burning him. He claimed it was burning them. This does not say that they witnessed it by Yeah, but him. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't legitimately burning his skin. Like, he didn't leave a mark. They also observed him levitate once again, and he was thrown once again against an interior wall. See, you know, that's some
1: shit right there.
0: Yeah. Uh, This is a quote from the third policeman that was, I guess, not there the first time around. All of a sudden, he lifted up off the ground, and he flew across the room with the force as though a bus had hit him. There were three claw marks on the side of his neck which drew blood. I have no answer for it whatsoever, and I just draw a blank even today from Lieutenant John Rundle. So the cops just like, I still don't know what I happened. i seen it. i seen it, <laughs> but I don't know what happened. And I, that'd probably be me. I'd be like, I can't explain it, but I saw some shit. Okay. I saw some shit. And the landlord called preachers in the area because he sensed the issue was spiritual and that Don was not causing the issues purposefully. Well, duh, it slammed him into the wall. Do you, who, who's going to like do that to themselves? I don't understand that. Maybe a self-harmer, but I I mean, in the beginning, when the rain started happening and shit, yeah, I could see them being like, "You're doing this. Somehow, you're doing this." But then the whole slamming up against the wall, the claw marks, all that shit, like that, just—it's too much. There's some entity shit there. Um, one preacher came to pray with Don, and it caused him to have sporadic convulsions. However, as the preacher or Don? Don. However, as they continued to pray, a peace came over Don. The landlord stated that it never rained in the home again. When Don returned to jail, he decided to try taking control of his so-called powers to make it rain in his cell. When he thought about it, it started raining immediately. The prison guard was not amused with the water flooding the cell Mm -hmm. but stated that if he really had these powers, he should make it rain in the warden's office. So he kind of said this as a joke, but then it actually rained in the warden's office right then. The warden called in a reverend to to see Don. Reverend Blackburn accused Don of faking everything. Don grew upset and the cell filled with a strong odor. Then the cell filled with rain again. Witnesses describe the smell as death times five. The reverend did, now did the preacher see that? Yeah, okay. yeah. The reverend now a believer called it the devil's rain, and that's where we said we were going to start a band with that name, yes. the devil's rain. That would make a great metal band. It really would. If it doesn't, it probably already exists because every damn thing's taken nowadays. He began praying and remained with him for hours until the rain stopped and Don began crying. The phenomenon okay. has never happened again. Don believes somehow it was his grandfather abusing him yet again. Like I said, I think that's bullshit. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. Don made the news in October 2012 when he set fire to a restaurant in Pennsylvania and was charged with arson. So he was back in the news for that, but apparently none of the um rain... Or any of that stuff happened again after that reverend prayed with him or whatever, which kind of sucks because after he set the restaurant on fire, he could have just put it out with the rain. Yeah, I know, right? Um, did the rain accidentally turn to fire now? <laughs> I don't know. He just sitting there eating I, some did, fucking waffles and suddenly find, burst into flames. <laughs> I couldn't find details on it because I really would have liked to know. Did he do this? Um. On purpose? on purpose, or did yeah. he do it with his mind and it's got caught? I was just saying it was like an accident. Motherfucker sitting there eating some waffles, and pissed <laughs> off, gets pissed off. Shit mad. starts catching on fire yeah. everywhere. Fire starter man. Yeah, I don't know, but I couldn't find more details about it. So it would be interesting to to yeah. find more about that. I want to meet that. this dude. Yeah, I, I believe him. he is still alive. I want to interview him. That would be cool. Make it rain. <laughs> I, but do you have any final thoughts on, on Don Decker? That's some crazy shit. That is some crazy shit. Most paranormal stuff, we're like iffy. We're kind of like, mm. oh, it could be true, yeah. but it's probably not. But at this, this case. so many witnesses, though. This one has so many witnesses it's that I'm kind of like, something yeah. fucking happened. I can't tell you what, but I know something fucking happened, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, also, guys, please rate and review us or suggest us suggest us to your friends. Help us out. And you can don- donate to us so we can afford to buy new equipment or coffee or fried chicken or whatever. <laughs> and our links and contacts are in the show notes. Shout out to um, TNA, TNT uh, True Crime Podcast and Great Unsolved. It's TNT Crimes and Consequences. Sorry, I left out the last part and The Great Unsolved. They're both good true crime podcasts that y'all should check out that we're friends with. Um, Also, write us. Our email's in the show notes. We want to hear your stories, questions, feedback, etc., etc. We would love to hear from y'all. We know that we have listeners all over the world now, so we want to hear from y'all. Please get in touch. Yeah, we we would love to hear from you. Please write us. And then they're going to be turned off by me making like a weird fake accent probably <laughs> anyway <laughs> we'll see you next time and remember uh to talk hard. yeah talk hard and also be aware that next episode may not be for you if you don't if you can't handle the pet, the pedophile stuff all right talk hard bye Bonnie.